Life Camera Action! We're shooting threes, just SMB. We're gonna watch and review film trilogies. It's all for laughs, so just sit back. We're gonna drop hella dimes on this podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Shooting Threes. And thank you if you pay to listen to this. And we really appreciate it. shout out to our it. patrons who pay to listen to this. Shout out to y'all hearing this eight days early. And if you're listening Woo-hoo. to this for free, also thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Sarah Griffith. My name is Bridget Greenberg. And we are on number two of three for, well, actually maybe two of four technically, but two of three it's for our three. purposes of The Matrix this is The Matrix Reloaded. Correct. I have so much to say about this movie. I'm excited to hear it all because um, I honestly do not. <laughs> okay. You've seen this movie before. I have. Let's talk about that. I've seen this movie before. I did not remember it. Okay. Uh, or I barely remembered it. I knew the gist of what happened and I knew what the cool scenes were. And they were much cooler when I saw them originally to me. Okay. Um. But yeah, overall, I find this movie significantly less interesting than the original Matrix. Sure. Um, I think the original Matrix explored, and this is kind of a recurring theme I might have with um, franchises, uh, is that in this first movie, in the first movie, The Matrix, they explore, it's like one interesting philosophical idea that we are exploring and kind of unpacking in matrix two they it's a lot of different ideas that are half explored and not nearly as Mm. interesting or specific as what we explore in one yes and i think this is a pitfall that a lot of franchises that we're not planning to make franchises but then made a bunch of money Mm. Uh, fall into is that they're like we told our story we explored our theme did it need to be explored more or are we just gonna dig ourselves into a hole uh and i do think this is overall what this movie does okay i had not seen it prior to i just watched it last night so just a frame of reference i'm hot and we also just watched a little bit of it now yeah yeah i yeah it was lazy and sarah walked in while i was uh you know an hour into the or you ju- watch the like the last hour of it, but you know what? That's okay because my impression of this film prior to me seeing it is that it's fucking garbage. It sucks. Um, <laughs> that's what I always heard. I also weirdly, when this movie came out, I was super into reading Mad Magazine. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like an old school satirist. I read yeah, the National Lampoon. You're a I read Mad. Yeah, exactly. I'm like pretty intellectual in this way. Um, and like they did a whole issue that was parroting the matrix trilogy okay and so that was my impression of this film so i always thought like oh everybody saw this movie and thought it was stupid right can i tell you without a hint of irony i loved this film (laughs) i am so serious i was in hook line and secret now it's not a great piece of film i definitely have my notes i definitely have my criticism and critiques but i am blown away at how much this really got me dude really? i i am fully oh, that red-pilled. surprises me and I doesn't am fully red pilled and honestly i got to the end of this movie thinking i feel like i've been lied to because my whole life i've always heard that these movies like fucking suck dick and ass no they do not this one actually oh fucking rules yes 
Yes. Um, these are good movies. I mean, I haven't seen the third one, but this I <laughs> genuinely enjoyed watching. And at the end of it, I'm I'm telling you, I was blown away at how much I liked it and how much I've been thinking about it nonstop since I stopped watching it. So you had reverse hype. I yes. And I the actually, bar was I actually think because the bar was so hot garbage low that I was able to be more into it because just the sheer fact that like things happened in this movie that were like actually cool and interesting to watch. I was right. like, oh, well, this is much better than what I expected. Again, now without my notes, I have my criticisms. It's not a perfect film. Of course, I'm just saying on a personal level, I am all fucking in. And dare I say, I'm actually excited to see the next one, which I also have not seen <laughs> ever. I, I will say that it's good and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, I will say two things and that I did there were parts of it that I enjoyed more than I thought I would rewatching it um, yes because it's a good movie again not going that far <laughs> and then I will say I did once you walked in and maybe this is just you know the my energy of loving this film yeah. was radiating and you're like actually I'm turning around on this yeah we can do that we can say it's a testament to our friendship but I did have more fun when like someone was reacting to the movie mm. with me so I don't think you ever saw me but I'm not kidding I had a small grin on my face watching the last hour of that no you were very happy when you walked in and Loved. saw what part I was at Lo oh well you came in I came right. in right at the freeway yes uh which oh. we'll talk about yes. uh yeah so there are like it wasn't as bad as I was hoping but was I bored and is it too long uh yeah oh sure so why don't we dive in so right out of the gate so I, again, kind of was young when this came out and wasn't really paying attention, yeah. did not clock that this movie and Matrix Reloaded, the third one, came out in the same year. Yes. Which I think is awesome. It's insane, and, and but yes. It is insane. And I think, though, this is like one of the few times where that to be continued was a little bit like when I saw it, I was like, well, if the next movie came out in just a few months, I wouldn't be pissed off as an audience member, but be like, all right, cool. Do you know what the release date of three was? Yes, it was November of 2003. And I think this one came out in like May 2003. Oh. Earlier 2003. Yeah. Like I mean, it was a matter of months in between yeah. them coming okay, out. Okay, that's Which I think cool. is actually cool for a to-be-continued film to just like fully be like, just wait a few months sure, I think and come back. I think that's a good strategy. Keep interest up. Especially, sure. uh, I do think that is the studio knowing Oh, totally. Uh, a little bit. That totally. I mean, they filmed... if, if you came from the Matrix to watch this film, it is not uh, yeah. the heady psychological sci-fi yes. uh, that you're looking for. It tries to be in some cases. Yes. And it's not, it doesn't work. Yeah. The, and these two films were filmed, obviously, in the same time. Like, they just shot these motherfucking movies. Um, here's the other thing, which I did some, like, I didn't do as much reading for this one as I did for The Matrix. Um, but I did read some like kind of initial reviews and even some reviews that people have like revisited the film and talked about since. And um, I've heard people bitch about the fact that going into this film, a lot of the canon of this universe starting in this film was actually created in their animated series, which I think no shit was called The Animatrix. Yeah, I do think that is correct. Uh, which I 
I've never watched that, so I can't speak to yeah, it. Yeah, because like at the beginning, it is like that guy's like, oh yeah, I saved his life, so now he's like super in my asshole. And then you're missing some of the original crew member from the right. Nebuchadnezzar. Um, those things, uh, Niobe, apparently all these things are introduced in the animated series. Huh, okay. But I didn't feel like I needed my hand held. It was just kind of like, no, no time has passed and obviously yeah. these things have happened and I have enough information to piece it together. Yeah, I think it works without that too. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, as a Star Wars fan, you know, it's when uh, people bring in the novelization that things right. get bogged down yeah. uh, in canon that you're like, does that work? Do we yes. need all I, of I also will say as a Star Wars fan, like, going into Zion, there were a lot of times that, oh, like, yeah. there was just even, like, mild world building, but I'm like, whoa, how are they thinking of this? Really? <laughs> There's rules in this universe, and there are things, like, that's so crazy how they have it defined so clearly. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so let's go through the plot. Yeah. We start the film within a dream sequence uh -huh. with Trinity, who... Fucking rules. Amazing. And I love it. It's a Carrie great opening Noss. sequence. Yes. It's an incredible opening sequence. It did get me hyped for the rest of the movie. Fuck uh, yes. Also, I don't know if you I watched the trailer before I watched the movie. The trailer rules. Okay, yeah. Rules I, I would very hard fucking rules. Uh Carrie Ann Moss also fucking incredible rules. She is really good at knowing how to use her face on camera, which I know that might sound stupid, but if you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of stoic looks. But she does it really well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can look just blank. She doesn't. Yeah. She has a very. Uh, she does it always with like a sense of purpose and intent. And even though it's not showing on her face, it's in her eyes. Do you think if she had a different haircut, that would work as well? Oh, no, it has to be. This it has severe, to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah the, hair, be. the haircut, the hair is be. doing a ton of work. I mean, obviously the hair in the wardrobe. Are doing a ton of work here, which is no knock on the, that's part of filmmaking. Yeah, no, Academy Award, yeah. Academy Award wardrobe um, costume yeah, hair, that, absolutely. That's not a knock on the movie, that's part of filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, and it does- No, her whole look It is, does, it is iconic. Fucking awesome. Uh, with, I, like, I literally wrote down, Trinity is iconic. Yeah, without like that, that term is overused, but like it truly No, is. but this is yeah. where we are using it very literally because what an icon. Anyway, yeah. so we start, she is in this action sequence, she flies out the window, she gets shot, Neo wakes up, we know it's a dream. Maybe a foreshadowing, maybe, maybe he's dreaming the future. Maybe, maybe a prophecy. Maybe, we don't know. Um, And they wakes up on the Nebuchadnezzar and then they like go to Zion. Yeah, he wakes up next to her. Yeah. And also, which is confusing because they also act like they haven't seen each other in months. Yes, it's very, well, they're very new. It's new, you know, when yeah. it's new. I mean, they keep saying, like, I missed you. <laughs> it's new, okay? Yeah, all right. They probably can't be, like, fucking and tonguing when they're on their little Matrix missions. That's true, they you can know? only do it at the Zion well, I orgy. I think the rule is you can only fucking Zion, which is where we get to, right? We're not missing anything. Um, I mean, pretty much, yeah, we know the- You just watch this <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, no, this uh, we we get the information that the Sentinels are attacking Zion, yes. and all ships are going to dock yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. So that that's is, what that's I was just missing. a transition, right? All right. So they get to Zion, and again, there's a lot of characters there that like obviously have an established backstory with our characters. Which, again, like I don't need to watch the animated series to like figure it out. Like I think they no. do a pretty decent job. Of they being like, they explain, yeah, this who this is, and that's who that is. They have beef. Uh, this yeah. is why, like the the emperor, if so, <laughs> the emperor chose 
butt chin over Morpheus. Right, right. Uh, and, Two, yeah. and because this is 2003, of course, I'm thinking of Attack of the Clones. What the hell was in our minds when it came to like sci-fi that's like, there's we a need, Senate. We need bureaucracy <laughs> yes. in our science Sci-fi fiction. needs a <laughs> giant Senate. Please, uh, I'm begging is, you yeah. not to do that anymore. It's awful. It is the least interesting part of any movie. Oh in- my god! It's like <laughs> it's yep, the bureaucracy. Yep. We that all said, need to take I, a vote. That said, I do have a spec script. It is a political thriller about why the Gungans were outcast on Naboo in the first place and how that fell apart. All right. And if anybody listening wants to hear it, Venmo me fifty dollars. I will email it to you. Um. So they- you hear that, John Favreau? <laughs> ah, I hope you hear you're that? Listening. Um, actually, I have a point to make about John Favreau later, which I can't believe we don't. Yes, I do. To, yes, no. I do. So it, anyway, it, as pertains to this movie, as it pertains to this film, then I'll allow it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sit down. Listen to me talk about how John Favreau has everything to do with this film. Jesus. But in any case, we're in Zion. Mm-hmm. We see like the little characters. We're kind of getting a feel of like what the other human beings are like. Yeah. Which I appreciated seeing all this. Sure. Weirdos. It was like, oh, yes. Right. We've heard that there are other human beings alive. Now we're seeing them. There's real stakes in this game. And they're human. Yeah. And part of being human is absolutely fucking the shit out of everything. That is what it means to be human. human. He's like, no, we're going to remind these sentinels what it is to be human. And what does that mean? We are going to come. We are going to fuck and come and party. That's what unites the damn human race. Exactly. That's fucking. what separates us from machines is fucking. fucking. And that fucking. is a long scene that needs an editor. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so we start we start the scene off with Morpheus giving like a very like he's like giving a sermon. It's like a brave it's a braveheart speech essentially, yeah. but they're Which not Which also going, too long. Too long. And it's a Braveheart speech. Every if they monologue were, yeah. in this movie is like, cut it seriously, down. half a page. Lana, cut it get, down. <laughs> get rid of it. It's, um, we gotta go. Yeah. No, it's the Braveheart speech for fucking instead of going yes. to war. But I like that Morpheus double downs as a character as being like a true religious zealot. Yes. I like how that dynamic affects yeah. literally, I mean, I, his entire character I and how do, he interacts yeah, with everything. Yeah, that is a good point. I do like that he comes off the ship and we're no longer just in his little echo chamber of he's he's Yeah, the he's greatest, right oh, and we Cap- all trust him. Oh, Captain, my captain. And you have captain. to trust yeah. him as he explains. Yeah, it's very, oh, Captain, my captain. And then you get to meet the other humans and they're like, no, he might be crazy. Yeah, yeah. He might be wrong, yes. which like we never stop to consider that this could all be, he could be wrong. Yeah, again, um, like the Zion shit just like blew my mind because- Leaving the first Matrix, there's so many infinite possibilities of what you want to do as a sequel. Yeah. To open it up to like everybody else in this world. I For some reason, I didn't expect it, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's- I kind of figured it'd be self-contained with that crew and maybe like one or two more characters well, at it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way they can go because again, with like the first movie, it is such just a thought experiment of a movie. Yes. Uh, truly, and that's what makes it good is that it's a very interesting thought experiment mm-hmm. that kind of leaves an open-ended question. So where do you go from that except for explore that thought experiment a little right. further? Right. And sometimes the problem with thought experiments is they have a conclusion. Yeah, or uh, if you want to expand on it at a certain point, doesn't it just become a philosophy class? Yes. Because I'll be honest, there were some episodes of The Good Place that, as yeah. someone who had to take philosophy courses in college, I was like, 
right, Jesus fucking Christ. I want to be entertained by a comedy. Like, yeah. goddamn, can I get one episode where we're just like yeah, goofing it's, off? It's not even. In, I like the good place mostly, but some episodes. Yeah, we're just no, like, I I agree right. with that. That's definitely where it gets a little boring. Is you know, it's a little too much Oracle and is she right? And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like the it never lands or leads to one idea or another, and you get that like. There, there's a lot to be made of this movie of like choice. Obviously, that's the whole thing. Yes. Do you have free will? Is this all written? How do you know? All that kind of stuff. And the movie continues to say, well, you can't know. Yeah. You just have to trust. And yeah. like, that's not very uh, interesting to explore. Oh, I completely disagree. In, I think in, this is the greatest film ever made. <laughs> yeah. In two no, and, but I, I in two and a half hours, that. you're just like, Okay, well, yes, we don't know, and that's you're going to keep proving that point, and uh, it's going to get samey. Yes. So, being sort of familiar with the Wachowskis' other work, and I'm thinking specifically of Sense Eight. Okay. Do you think these gals have like a group sex kink? Because they oh. go to the group sex well in more than one of their bodies of work. Sure. What does that reveal? What does that uh, reveal about them? I mean, what I took away from the big orgy scene is... Which, uh, unironically, I loved. I was so into. Sincerely, it, I was like, this is fucking awesome. It was shot really well. It was shot really cool. Yes! It's, it's too long. Sure. It's it's too long. Yes. But uh, the point I was going to make, it's shot really well because it keeps going from... from you know, the Neo Trinity scene yes. to the larger party that's going on outside. And it kind of like, it really focuses on human body and form, even though they have all these things yes. sticking out of them. Yes. And I love, like, and they kind of like, what is interesting to me is when they pan through bodies, it is hard to tell at some point, like well, who's a man, who's a woman. Like it's just bodies. That's yeah, it yeah. really is. And you know what? I will also say two things about that. One, the nudity of Trinity and Neo, they don't ever show like actual parts but we see their ports, which yeah. I think is very vulnerable. Like they just have these open ports on their yeah, body. Everybody does. And it's, that is yeah. like what is almost being highlit in yeah. the camera work. It's so good. And then um, I'm just hypersensitive to this because since like I would say 2014, we become really conscious about like inclusion on screen. Mm -hmm. And are we seeing different kinds of people who actually represent human beings on screen? And this is released 2003. That Zion rave, like, this is an effortlessly diverse cast. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a, we're going to plant a flag and make a statement here. It's truly, like, yeah. they, it's just such a robust, and not just the people in Zion, but, like, all of our new characters that we're introduced to. Like, it's a pretty robust yes. filling out of, like, different kinds of human beings. Like, not even talking specifically about race, but, like, age, gender, yes. abilities. Like, it's pretty cool to you're, see. You're right. <laughs> the one thing I will point out is that when the, the elevator door opens mm -hmm. and Neo is treated like the Messiah, it is two white people coming out of an elevator. It, that is to, tough. Yeah, to be sure, thanked sure, sure. by a room of, like, people of color. That is Exclusively. Tough. Yeah, that is, uh, that is tough. That one was the- We keep yeah. making that mistake, though, quite frankly. Honestly, yeah. yeah. We can, you can point that out properly in any movie oh, yeah. that's come out. Uh, yeah, yeah. But definitely, no, he is he is the one. Yes. But while we talk about last time, if you look at Neo as, like, truly a gender-fluid, like, kind of anomaly character- Yeah. That almost- Visually, it doesn't absolve him of anything. Yeah. 
He's so a white metaphorically, guy. I get it. Also, yeah. Keanu Reeves uh, personally is white Asian actor representation. Okay. I look at him and I think, yes. Okay. I see you. So he is my white Asian savior, actually. You're what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to avoid that. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so we're in Zion. Uh, Neo has that dream again. He has that conversation with, like, who gives a fuck? Like, that whole scene where that guy is talking to him about... Oh, my God, could not care less. Cut, cut that whole scene. I, yeah. I don't even know what they say. I don't even know what the importance is. And I love this movie. I don't even remember what the guy's face looks like. No. Honestly, I have... And I watched it again moments ago. I have filled in what he looks like with, like, um, a member of the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> Because his hair is kind of done in that kind yeah, of fucking yeah, yeah. way. But other than that, yeah, I do, if there was anything important in the scene, I did not catch it. Then we get to kind of like the crux of the film that it's like um, Sentinels are coming to destroy Zion. We, they have a meeting. Okay, so this actually kind of took me a second to get used to in this film. They go in between like the real world and the Matrix so effortlessly sometimes. Yeah. That like I actually did catch myself being confused. And when they had that initial meeting inside the Matrix, the costume should have been a dead giveaway. Right, yeah. But just because they were in the Matrix having like a parlay, yeah, it that felt was a little bit weird. like, oh, you guys really trust that the agents aren't going to immediately find y'all. Yeah, it gets a little muddy about like what the rules are inside yeah. of the Matrix. Which the agents do find them. Yeah, they do. Like anytime they're in the Matrix, it is a matter of time before yeah. the agents come. That is true. But it is a little like, I don't know. It's a little money. They kind of just show up when they want to. And yeah, however fast I, they want to. I will say being a Star Wars fan, but not only that, being a Doctor Who fan, I am very used and conditioned to holding on to the logic of science fiction on a fucking string and a prayer. So I am okay. Sure. Like, I felt like the whole time I was watching this movie, I was watching, I was walking a tightrope. Yeah. And I somehow mean, I managed to stay on and get to the end and truly enjoy the experience. But yeah. every scene of this movie, I was teetering on like, am I still into this or is this like not good for me anymore? That is, again, a problem with this movie because it is less interesting <laughs> that I am more willing to nitpick it. When they're in the Matrix. Because really, sure. you know, when they're in the Matrix and whatever the rules are in there, they hold together enough. There are plot holes, but yeah. like, I'm not during the movie thinking about this. I just notice when I am getting less interested in the movie. Mm. And it is when they are explaining or giving caveats to the And they rules. do that a lot. And this movie is a lot of that. Well, they have that meeting in the Matrix. They basically just explain that like, the Sentinels are coming to destroy Zion. Morpheus, again, being the zealot, is like, we need to talk to the Oracle because she would know. Right, what happens. And we got to hold it down for our people. And how we can do that is by figuring out in here, basically, because she would know better than anybody because he still is such a follower of this. Right. Uh, agents show up. They're looking for Neo. They give him a, a package. It's the earpiece that Agent Smith used to have in his ear. Uh-huh. And then the other agents burst in. Neo's like, I'll take care of this. Whoop-ah! Knocks their ass out. Yeah. Done. No problem. He flies away. Amazing. I love A little the, stupid. Nope. I love the flying. 
It was. Uh, I love the flying. It's very theatrical, and and he flies with like a, a twirl, almost like a real flourish. I love it. It's. I mean, I I definitely am looking at this in 2021, and I'm like, oh, this movie is 95 percent cartoon. And I have a point to make about this that involves John Favreau, which we'll get to. But seriously, you can't even be like, look, it's 2003. I am. I'm watching what I'm watching. Not even, because that was probably posts that they had in 2001 and 2002. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. It just, it looks stupid now. I don't know. And I, I can't I, get around I, I, that. I'll allow it. I'll allow like, it. it. It looks fucking bad, but like, so does everything that came out. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. That's not like a Matrix issue I have. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, I chuckle now. Mm. And I knew I, like, I wouldn't have chuckled in 2003, and I'm very well aware of that, but it does look silly now, and I cannot get around it. No, I'm kind of, and there's a nostalgia I have for sure. that very specific kind of. I understand it, but there is just a chuckle that comes out naturally. All right, you want to laugh at somebody's hard work? Okay, fine, Bridget. I mean, look, it was People great. People toiled the- away making that little silly twist he did. <laughs> He's doing the Superman thing again. Oh, the Superman yeah. pose, I would have cut from the film, period. Yeah, the, that's what goodbye. I think about. That one sucked. But that, that's the, what I the think about. The initial fly up and he kind of like twirls around. Yes. But it goes to the- That's cool. I yeah. just I just think of the Superman fly right away. Uh, and then I, if you haven't watched this movie yet and are now planning because of this podcast, uh, take in and, you know, drink and like to partake in alcohol. Uh, yes. <laughs> take a drink anytime they uh, do a Superman, uh, a superhero landing. After they yeah, fly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. The, the but black, I would say, yeah. is this not the origin of some of those superhero villain and hero poses? Because, oh, again, it has this to be. is so early. It has to be. They they do the, the Black wi- Widow Land oh, yeah. so many times in this movie. Again, John Favreau plays a role in this conversation. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, so Neo goes to the Oracle's apartment. She's you also, there. you also, I think the you skipped over the when they're having this conversation. Obviously, the foil to Morpheus, his his arch enemy within Zion. Oh yeah, is arguing like, no, we need to fight for here. We need all the ships docked here to fight off the yes. Sentinels. And Morpheus is like, no, we kind of need to go on the attack and know what they're thinking. There's someone I know who's a step ahead. He doesn't believe them. We're talking to uh, the the ultimate commander who, and this is. <laughs> There are so many side characters in the in these movies that look like actors. Like the the yes. emperor, I, for, I was like John Voight. Yes, uh, I'm so glad you said that because there were a few times the, that I was like, God damn, is that somebody that I yeah, know? Yeah, I. There was a second where I thought the that guy was John Voight. Uh, I always think the architect for a second is Do- Donald Sutherland. Uh, and he easily could could have been Donald Sutherland you know Sean Connery was originally in that role yes yeah it could have been Donald Sutherland because it's the same role he plays in Hunger Games it is the exact same role yeah Uh, and then uh, there's someone helping Trinity on the Nebuchadnezzar who could have been Julianne Moore yes Uh, yes Uh, these are my points (laughs) no that was a good thank you for bringing that as someone who just watched the film these plots back uh so goes the Oracle, it's empty. Do they go back to the Nebuchadnezzar to like rally? Because my it- next memory is that Neo goes in to talk to the Oracle and he is intercepted by Seppa. The, 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 yeah. the Oracle's bodyguard, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't remember. And he said something like, um cool fight scene where they well he said yeah. something like the only way you could talk to the oracle and i jokingly said out loud is by kicking my ass but he literally was like 
by fighting. Yeah. Which brings me to one of my many points about this film. This is the point of the film where I realized I'm watching a video game. Yes. I'm watching a very early video game, mm-hmm. and it's actually working for me because to me it is playing into the technological angle of this film and also the transmedia aspect about the fact that this is both a film and an animated series and now also a video game. As I have come to learn through this series, like a lot of the Matrix canon and lore is based in like video games. I'm uh, similar to Star Wars, but this shit is actually canon and it matters. Uh, It is like a multimedia event. Yeah. And so when I realized it's a video game and these are bosses you have to beat, this is when, again, on that tight wire, I started to be like, okay, I think I've got my footing here. Yeah. Like, I think I can move forward on this. Because honestly, at the end of that Oracle scene, which we're going to get to, I was a little bit like, boy, I could really go either way on this film. Yeah. I mean, that fight scene with all the Smiths that happened after. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to that. The the scene between the one-on-one fight yeah, I kind of wish they did that a little more practically, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah, but when uh, you remember that the origin of some of this choreography is from like the classic kung fu movies where like right. they're on wires and they're flying and it is... No, I'm fine with wires. Wires are fine with But me. you're not fine with like the really fast the punching c- and shit like that? The CGI is what takes me out of it because also they look bored while they're fighting when they're doing that. Oh, yeah. They're very... It's a very stylized yeah, performance exactly. that they're like, obviously directed to do. Right. I don't like when they look bored fighting. But then I think of it like... And this is... I'm really going to make a point now. It's like mask work in the theater where you can't use your face to show emotion, so you have to use your physical body. Right. And in a world where no one's human and you can't like shake hands and look people in the eye and see what they're thinking, like maybe actually fighting is really the only way you get to know a but person. Here, yes, but here's my point about doing it in that CGI style then, is that it takes the, like, the lifelike movement out of people's bodies. They then look very- But is that not- the world anyway? I mean, at least not for like, Neo. Like, is that not the established May- Maybe for the point? other guy, but for Neo, he should be human. He should look human. I don't know. I saw him do shit in the first movie that I mean, is inhuman. Yes, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, they just rely on it too much in this movie, I think is a point I'm making. I mean, definitely. They, they go to that well, but I think also, like, I'm willing to forgive it because when that well was fresh... It was cool. You know, like, it's like, why wouldn't you dive deep into the post-production CGI of it all when this is like brand new material you get to work with for the it first ju- time. It just looks very static to me and it's not like a super dynamic way to shoot a fight scene. Sure. Um, it's such an insignificant fight anyway. It, it very much is. I mean, the fight then goes to prove because this guy seems to be in lockstep with Neo. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the Oracle and it's everybody like, around her it's is... It's kind of like when you play a video... I think there's like a specific term for this, but it's like a boss who isn't a boss. It's more of the things where it's like... The video game is programmed where you, the player, are like getting used to controls. So oh, yeah, yeah, give you these e- easy villains that you're supposed to beat. Right, yeah. Just the, so you know, like... The this tutorial. Is your, yeah, yeah, like the caliber, This is like your yeah. footing or like, oh, you've learned a new skill, so let's practice that skill. Yeah. Um. To me, that scene is more set up to the point that the Oracle is a program... And that there are these, and so is her bodyguard, and that there are these programs who are deviant from the master 
Yeah. Well, uh, it is almost just like a computer virus if you think about it. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think it just goes to prove since this guy, like, I think it's just a good, interesting way to introduce the idea that like there are programs that can keep up with Neo, that yeah. there are deviant programs and that, he, you know, he's not always going to be one step ahead. Yes. Uh, of everything and like introduce the idea of what the Oracle actually is. And the importance, because before we met her, it was like by appointment, essentially. And this is more of like, no, I need to see her now. And I'm looking for her. And that's how they even know that he's coming. So he does this fight. They're cool. They take Neo in through like the back way of the Matrix, which I do also love this idea that there are like portals and channels you can ride into and just kind of like, because it is a fucking computer program anyway. Right. There are, there is a front end and a back end. Yeah. Uh, comes out we see the oracle i love every oracle scene but this scene was truly when i was like i'm gonna decide this is the scene where it's gonna decide for me whether or not i am like super into this movie or i can't be bothered that's how i felt when it got to that point and i'm fucking in i'm so fucking in um the oracle says i literally wrote this down Oh, the notes I took. Because I literally could not stop thinking about this film. This scene is one that goes on too long for me. It does. Every, like I said, every monologue, and and they do this a lot where Neo talks to one person at a time. Yeah. And all those scenes are too long, which brings me to a point that I do want to make and I'll probably continue to make. And it's not a compliment. It's a matter of fact. This is very Shakespearean to me. Yeah. Because Shakespeare loves to do shit like this. and, And loves... To introduce things for the sake of being like, now isn't that interesting? Yeah. Here's, Moving on. Here's a thought that yeah. is going to permeate. Yeah. We were kidnapped by pirates and went on like a few months adventure. Yeah. Hamlet. Oh, I, I don't know anything about yet. Yeah, you guys go ahead with the rest of the play. Like, yeah, literally shit out of nowhere. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I think my, this is definitely where we get into my issue with the movie is that one the thought experiment they present is kind of beaten over the head here. It is. Uh, and uh, it's not as interesting, in my opinion. So you say? Okay, so this is uh, the quote I wrote down. The Oracle tells Neo, you've made a believer out of me. And so I wrote right. down the question. So did the Oracle really not know that Neo was the one? Because if you remember, in the first movie, she tells him, you're not the one. Right. But then later Morpheus says, the Oracle tells you what you need to hear. And we agreed that Neo needed to hear that he wasn't the one so that he could become the one. Yes. And in this film, getting a little bit of head, the Oracle is talking to Neo like, you are the one. And this is what's going to happen. You have to go to the source. You know, he, she right. kind of like repeats what Morpheus has kind of been beating his drum about this whole fucking time. Right. But it's like, in this case, she he needed to hear that. Because who else could have walked through the door? Which I have more to say about that, but to say with the Oracle. Cool scene, too long, too wordy. It's just too, too many wordy. Words. Way too wordy. It's not presented like the idea. And I think this is why I've been thinking about it more after I've stopped watching it. Cause as I was watching it, it really was like, oh my God, I, I need to like stop and think about, like process the words they were just saying. It's kind of like, you know, when you read a tweet and there's just so much academic language in it, you're like, bullshit. Like, yeah, you're using it the sort like no one talks like this. Yeah, that was definitely an issue. I in definitely this read like she was reading out of a philosophy textbook. Yes, uh, 
which yeah also probably didn't help make me feel like it was an interesting point um i also don't yeah i also don't think like the the ultimate question is as interesting as like questioning the nature of reality and then questioning like you know do you choose to live like is ignorance bliss or do you what is your like what is what your, is your I mean, obligation as a human? Well, there's also like, what is your purpose in life? That's a yeah. huge theme for I this mean, that, film. For this film, yeah, purpose. Like, I mean, Agent Smith is constantly trying to but take to his me, purpose. What I kept finding so interesting is the question of what does it mean to be a human being when you are so removed from what you recognize, what you thought yes. you recognize as humanity. I, yeah, I think that, yeah, I agree that that is an interesting question is like what separates a human from a machine since in the scene with the main commander, I don't, I forget what his, Who gives a his shit. role. Uh, yeah, uh, John Voight. Yeah. Uh, knockoff. That is a qu- where they realize like machines and humans need like, uh, Neo makes the point. Well, we can unplug the machines. Those are the good machines. Oh, the ones and that then we, the conversation uh, of the nature well, of they con- need us and we need them. The nature of control. Yeah, that yes. symbiotic relationship. So no one is truly in control because the choice is an illusion. Exactly. Yeah. And then so it get the water gets a little muddy here. It's a lot, which again is also very Shakespearean, where it'll be like an assault of language, which is very beautiful. Don't get me wrong, Shakespeare at least. Um, yeah, they but, use but then, words pretty, but, but then, then it's like you get to the bottom of you know uh, the a word mo- puzzle a soliloquy, yeah. and then you're like, now I need to stop and think about yeah, and I like what did I just intake? You do yeah, you do that, and then with this at least, I don't think it holds water that much water. Um, ultimately, I mean that's for you to decide. That's no, like, that's your opinion. No, truly, truly <laughs> it is. It, it truly No, but is. I actually don't disagree with you. For as yes. much as I do like this movie, I do not disagree with you on that. Yeah, like I, I think, again, the, the question that the original one poses about the nature of your reality and what like what oh, you choose to do more, with that knowledge yeah. is such a more interesting rabbit hole to go down sure. intellectually, I guess. And um, yeah, I guess what choice you have when choice doesn't matter ultimately. Yes. And, uh, and it's kind of, of a dead end of a thought. And you've talked about how the first one is so thoughtful. There's something that I like about this sequel being like really plot driven and not yeah. so much. Cause I do appreciate when a sequel is like, let's do something a little different. I like, I like the idea of then expanding that world and expanding that thought and taking it to conclusions. It's just but, a little sloppy. But I think they, yeah, I think they tried to also add too much to it. I think if they just played within those rules of. Yeah, no, definitely know, it could be so much tighter. Questioning and breaking reality. And speak, speaking of I don't think they should, tighter. Yeah. I, I, Let's talk about this burly the, brawl. Yeah. With that, the Smiths. This was truly when it became a cartoon to me. Oh, well, it's literally a cartoon. It's literally a cartoon. Okay, so I will talk about where John Favreau comes into this. There we go. So I did a Wikipedia read on this film. Okay, buckle up. So if, Sarah went on Wikipedia. I Everybody strap the fuck in. Uh, because. Have you seen the French Dish- Dispatch? Not yet. Don't spoil it. Uh, if I could give you like a context spoiler. Sure. There is a section of the film that is animated. Okay. Which Not I surprising. really enjoyed. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed. Wes Anderson classic. And so that was on my mind in some of this, which is, I mean, obviously completely computer generated. Like yes. they're not, there are some shots of the scene that like, 
they are not even making an attempt. Yes, I don't mind a cart like a uh, animated portion of a movie as long as we're all on the same page that this is animated. Yeah, no, and and I think I agree with you on that. So That's right, it works in Wes Anderson movies. This is not the first time oh, he's no, done no, that, no, and it's charming agree. in so, his movies. So this section of the spite, there are multiple scenes that are just clearly not a living actor anywhere near it, except for no. maybe Keanu's face that has been yeah, rendered. Yeah, the plate and, of his face. Exactly. Yeah. And Hugo so, Weaving's face. in order to really make this effect happen at the time, basically the post-production team, I wish I should have looked up who it was exactly, but they had to invent a virtual yeah. camera. Yes. In order to like have the realistic panning movement of cameras, of yes. cuts, of shots and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, they, I mean, I am shitting on this movie's effect but they did incredibly oh i mean you could say the same for jar jar binks but jar jar binks still sucks shit you know what i mean like right it, it's incredibly innovative and we would not have the effects that we have now but this without this movie John favreau so they created what they deem what they called a universal camera and that technology has blossomed into what favreau has been using for the jungle book and for the lion king right okay yeah so that is where, and that's why they get John Favreau gets involved, and that's why we get to call it live action because this is the origin of this that, technology, right? Uh, the fight, honestly, there's a lot of the fight that I'm cool with, but it again, it's just too long. It's too long, and be and, and it gets to a point where it is just kind of goofy because like they keep showing up, they keep showing up. It's pretty like because it's computer generated. They don't have the like movement of clothing down yeah that the that the whole fight and this is like a little bit what i was alluding to when they have the fight with the oracle's bodyguard it all looks very stiff mm. because nothing is moving on them yeah um it's completely devoid of emotion and also devoid of plot because like if you took that fight out of the scene what changes? What change? I mean, you need a little bit of that fight to get the purpose of what we were talking about because I think you skipped ahead a little bit where we understand what happens with that Agent Smith. We should actually go back and talk about yes. Agent Smith because you're right because I'm... Because yes. that is the point of that fight is... Yes. Yeah, so we see Agent Smith early in the film. We know that he can like get into somebody's chest and replicate himself. The big character note of Mr. Smith, Agent Smith, is that... He is now liberated from the machine, and he yeah. is basically just like a, a rogue virus. Right. Uh, basically, Neo showed him how to deviate from yeah, the program. Yeah, he's like the Neo he, of- He learned from Neo how to deviate from his programming. Yes. And, uh, and we see early in the film, he like replicates himself onto an actual human being who then gets yeah. sucked up by phone. Is yeah. his character Bane. He has a near miss early in the film where he tries to murder Neo. Right. Um, so that's what we missed, which I loved this little subplot. Yeah. Oh, this is an interesting part of the movie. And, and the way the film ends, I could have screamed out loud. Yes. So good. I, I agree that this, <laughs> that the, the plot, the, thing. the, pl in the, machine. the plot with Agent Smith is so good. Yeah, is interesting. Like ah, I agree. It's good. Not just interesting. It's good. I agree that like, yeah, the, the idea of like. This human who is a deviant part yes. of this system teaches the machine it is fighting against how to be deviant. Uh, classic um, science fiction 
classic. And then you have like, like the robot becoming sentient. Yeah, and then you have like the rebel versus the like and then this evil is very, programming. We get yeah. into religious themes here about like determination or like a uh, predetermination or um, self discovery. I'm trying to think of the word. I here. I was hoping to beat you for to it, and then I couldn't. So I just watched Liberation. you structural. Yeah, I just watched you struggle. Like, do like, we make our own decisions or all of our decisions predetermined? Yes. And now here we have an example. Of I mean, somebody that's whose a, decisions should be predetermined because they're a cog in a machine, but they're liberated now, and now they can unlock like all of their power. But they were also created for evil, so now all their power is evil, evil power, of course. Yeah, where Neo's power is to liberate the human race yes. and, and make everybody free. Oh, which I have so much <laughs> and to make say everybody. That. I have so much free to say thinkers. About that. But that's also uh, what the what the Oracle was more or less saying in a less interesting way. Yes. Uh, is, you know, you made me a believer that there is some uh, things that I might not know and am guessing on. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote down Mr. Smith is Q. <laughs> Agent Smith is Q. I don't know if that works. I am still following kind of the rules we set in the first Matrix film were like- Q of agents. James Bond? No, Q is in QAnon. QAnon. Okay, yes. I thought we were talking about James Bond. No, get your head out I was of like, no time I to die. I was like, I don't think that works, no, Sarah. No, he is Q of QAnon. Yes. Because if we're still following the like metaphor that the agents represent like cis-hetero, patriarchal, white supremacy, corporate society, like- it, the fact that he yeah, has now learned to replicate himself and poison other people with this. Yes, and that he's uh, he's part of the system that is breaking the system. But he because thinks, that's what Q is. Yeah, and he thinks he's like, no, 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 I'm like the real freedom fighter. It's like, can't you see you're just making everybody else like you? I like that we have conspiracy theories about conspiracy theories. Mm. Uh, that's uh, Don't we all? Sure. Because if I was... If I died in a plane accident, the place I would want to resurrect myself is the same place where my father's head was shot off. In are, are you not familiar with the news? <laughs> Did I go on this whole diatribe and you don't know what I'm talking I about? No idea what you're Kenan talking about. QAnon supporters went to Dealey Plaza where John F. Kennedy famously was assassinated. Right, okay. Awaiting the return of JFK Jr., who they believe right, faked is his still death, alive. Yeah. And he is going to announce his candidacy for president. Right. He's been Donald following, Trump. yes, Donald Trump around. I knew that. Okay. So that's that's the reference I just made. Deep cut. Okay. The other thing I was going to say about <laughs> that scene is that <laughs> at one point, <laughs> um, Neo throws an Agent Smith into a bunch of other Agent Smith, and yeah. there's like a bowling pin sound effect knocking yeah. over. Oh, the sound effects in this. I movie. was yeah. into that. I was like, okay, they understand that this is fucking stupid. The <laughs> they have to know on some level this is goofy shit. The sound effects in this movie are bonkers. It's the only way Perfect. to describe it. Bonkers. Five out of five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no more, no less. Um, yeah. So we get through this fight with agent smith which like literally is no consequence at all except that like i guess neo's like okay for real it's like tough out there like i guess yeah. it's like the lesson that he's had to learn yeah uh i will the lesson is like yeah now i've i've created this bigger badder enemy oh yeah i mean the knowledge that yes, yes. um so now he is facing he knows what he's up against in both realities. Yes. Because everyone is starting to wake up. Yeah. And realize Sheeple. shit's different now. Yeah. Um, so then the gang goes to this French fucking guy. 
Oh my God, who, which this is another portion of the movie where entering this scene, I was like, they could lose me here. They, and they very, this is tough. This I is, was teeter tottering on this. I one. was drifting. This French guy, I want to point out, uh, speaks like if you just take his transcripts, speaks exactly like Donald Trump. He, mm, he, okay. at one point, <laughs> I, I called this out because at one point I, it knocked me because he goes, I studied all the languages. French is yes, the best. Yes, because I actually <laughs> I wrote down. French. I wrote down. Oh, very convenient that the Frenchman thinks that French language and food and culture I mean, is the classic best. French. That is also right? cla- fucking frogs. But, but the way the way he said it is like I studied all the languages You're and so I decided correct. that French was the best You're language, so which is a language I speak. All of his dialogue in the scene needed another pass, yeah. and again, half a page cut. I think the whole maybe scene, a whole page, maybe the scene. Well, you say that. But then he made a girl come with a cup of yes. a little little cake slice. <laughs> and that I was like, you know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> this is stupid and horny. But you know what? I'm okay with that. That was very funny. <laughs> Again, was... absolutely fuck all to do with anything else. Absolutely nothing. But Don't know the point. I guess if I had to fight to defend this part of the film, there is She some... came with a cake slice. <laughs> Uh, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> uh, but if I had to fight for this. We are the most obnoxious people in the world and I apologize for listening to this podcast. If I had to defend this scene, I would say this. There's obviously a theme of love as being uniquely human. It's something that machines are not able to feel at all. Yes. But I think in this scene, we are defining that like sex and like, orgasm sex it's, is love it's a ma- unequivocally no, no. one-to-one Bridget grow up <laughs> it's a series of mechanics where one event happens the next cause and defects as he so eloquently explains in this monologue which again who gives a shit shut the fuck up yeah I mean was um, this a point that needed to be made no no but I, I mean, again if I had to defend it I could and the point but it's, that that exact more than point, anything it's just kind of funny yeah that exact point was made so much better in the oh, without scene. having like a binary look inside this woman's active yeah. vagina, where yeah. she is having like an actual contraction of muscles causing an orgasm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that's the that point is made pretty eloquently, if not in a too long sex scene in the first act of the movie. Yeah, we got it. We got the point. It's like before. we're cool. Yeah. Um. So then we have this Persephone character. Yeah. Which also, the sequence where she's like, I can take you to the Master if you follow me into this. Oh, yeah, don't tell my husband. You have to give him your one passionate kiss. Like, video game cutscene. Yes. Classic Shakespeare fuck all scene. Yeah. We're just going to go off and do something that has fuck nothing to do with anything. Nothing. And also the on-the-nose naming of the character Persephone I mean, is... But yeah. you know what? If we can allow Neo to be one, yeah, uh, fine. Yeah, uh, this thing is stupid. With that, you have to kiss me. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and Trinity is this like maybe wanting like to a fight test her. to see if Neo is like actually a human being. Like, does Persephone believe? Like, does she is she aware of like this legacy of the one? I think so. I think it is. And is this maybe is that what this is? Of like, let me test if you're actually human because only a human could actually. Kiss like a lover. <laughs> I, I think so. It. I think that is the. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, it's a really good French. It's spot on. It's perfect. Um, 
incredible work. I've watched a lot of Ratatouille. You watched a lot of Pepe Le Pew before. <laughs> ah! Um, <laughs> oh, is my accent any worse than Janine Garofalo in fucking Ratatouille? No. No? No, no, it is. It actually is. You just did that and it was like, yeah. I'm no, so, yeah. fine. You know, she worked on it for like a month. So well, you know, come I'm back. also not being paid to do this. Yeah. Come That's back. a lie. <laughs> and thanks again to our patrons. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, so they do this thing, <laughs> but it's kind of funny that like, it's interesting how it's directed because obviously the actors are all given this note about like looking stoic. Obviously, because there's no way all of them are making that choice. Yeah. Uh, and this scene kind of directly challenges like Trinity emotionally. Yeah. But she can't really express it. So it's a little bit like, Trinity, what's the... No, I think she... Do, like Neo a gets, little bit. Neo gets a point. She doesn't want him to do it. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's under this. Where Carrie Moss is just fucking kick ass. Yeah, th- I mean she's an incredible actress, and in that she can communicate and like feasibly Neo. But picks they're up. otherwise like emotionally pretty void. Yeah, I, so it is kind of interesting that they have this moment where it's like, well, it let's is, ruffle and her I think, feathers. A I think bit. if you watch her, like her her reactions are small enough where you're like. She's hurt, but she's still doing that Trinity Matrix stoic thing. Like, For she sure. is incredible I, in this I, scene. I, I wish, like, Neo would have turned and be like, babe, it's not cheating. It's the Matrix. This isn't real, babe. I promise. This babe, is all fake. Babe, babe. Babe, it's just the babe, Matrix. It's, okay. it's not babe, cheating if I it's love in the Matrix. You, babe. Babe. It's not cheating if it's in the Matrix. It's not babe, real. It, does, it didn't mean anything, babe. She's just zeros and ones, don't you know? Yeah. This is all fake. You're more than me than that, babe. But anyway, they make out. Sure. Yeah. It's convincing. And then she's like, all right. <laughs> no, it is bad. I'll stop doing it. I heard it just. Like, you heard it. Yeah. That's when, that's I when the plane landed. It, well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. That was one of your better ones. <laughs> ah, melds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was one of your worst. Oh, this is what we're recording on a Friday night. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, they fortunately for everybody, we're getting out of the French shit yeah. soon. So we're off to see the key we, master. Amazing. But we get intercepted. Oh my god. And this is a scene. On the one hand, cut this shit. But on the other hand, keep it in and I want a copy of this. Here's a good 45 <laughs> minutes of the movie that you can cut. <laughs> well, no, specifically when Persephone tells her little Frenchman, like, I can still see the okay. lipstick. You're like, what you were gonna go for it. I was. At the side you failed so hard. She's like, oh. <laughs> wipe that lipstick off. <laughs> and, and he's like, I'm not even wearing lipstick. And she's like, she didn't kiss your face. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. He is horny, dude. People are fucking in this. Yeah. That guy just got a blowjob from, I guess, Orgasm Cake Lady. And still has lipstick on his dick? I don't know about that one, friend. I can't speak to that. And, but, well, there was a second, too, where I forgot what movie we were in. And it's like, pull down your pants and show us. I mean, it was rated R. Yeah. Let's see cock and balls. Our rating. Let's do it. Anyway, so that whole thing made me cringe, but I also was like, it's pretty funny. On the one hand, this is fucking cool. It's funny. This is cool. And then we enter a huge fight sequence. Yes. And this triggers like the next 45 minutes of like pure action. A pure action and like 
what the whole hour and a half we were watching is about. Yes, this is where I kind of came in. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. I, again, I got in the freeway. So there starts this mansion. Again, video game. Yes. You have like your main boss fight with Neo and all these guys, the henchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have kind of like your side quest, which is like helping dodge obstacles, essentially. On Neo's end, you know, we kind of talked about this briefly about the original Matrix in relation to its release date being close to the Columbine shooting. Right. How we all agree and know it had nothing to do with that. And fuck the trench company. Fuck those fucking guys. Dylan and shithead, whoever the fuck their names are. Uh, But I do wonder, because in the beginning of the sequence, it is very knives and kind of hand-to-hand heavy. And the Agent Smith fight is like basically almost all hand-to-hand. Like, I do wonder if maybe there wasn't a decision of like, why don't we tone down some of the guns? Hmm. Yeah. Because it's significant. I find that it was a significantly less amount of gun usage in this film than the original. Yeah, Matrix. it's funny because in this movie, it didn't bump me because this is, I guess, more how I'm used to seeing actions. Is Action is much less guns. Yeah. In uh, general, we've just kind of moved away. Well, it's also just a more interesting it's fight a more, without guns. It's more interesting to yeah. watch without guns. Yeah, it, you're doing more. Because like, when they were like ripping the knives and shit off the wall, like cool. that was so, they were using fucking medieval weapons and They're, shit. Yeah, and yeah, when this he's is, spinning around with the two oh, daggers. Yeah, this is a multi-person fight that actually works because a lot of it is very obviously real human beings doing real stunts yes. and not having to like make up for yes. what they're lacking in terms of no, this, technology. This is a cool fight. Cool. Um, I liked it. Uh, also, I mean, I made this point uh, early in this movie when I was watching. Uh, we we're sitting here with my roommate. Just a few minutes ago. A few minutes ago. <laughs> Whereas, like the 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 second movie is where it really gets nerdy. Like the first movie. Oh, zuta Uh, like the first movie is a little more universal. Yes, I think like has wider appeal. When they start pulling out like the medieval daggers and like using the force to do it. See, if we were nerdier, we would know immediately what these like exact like he was yeah. using a rapier. But like I'm not that deep into yeah, nerdom. I'm not that deep and to be yeah. able to name weapons like that. I can't. But yeah, then yeah. So there, there he was using mo- a lot of melee fighting techniques. I don't yeah, it, know. like you could tell it was very like within a certain canon of yeah. This you know. is very Renaissance Fair meets cyberpunk. Yes, yes, yes. It's a very. This is what I mean. <laughs> I will say the Wachowskis are really clued in, and I'm assuming this is their culture as well. Like they are really plugged into that exact kind of yeah that crossroad nerd rave medieval times yeah. turkey leg ecstasy pill <laughs> yeah um early four chan. <laughs> like, like very yeah. very of its time, which I sincerely appreciate. Yeah. Like, because yeah. it is just so iconically it, this time, this film, yeah. these directors. I know it. It looks fucking cool. It looks great. Uh, uh, this is something I just outright hated about the film. We have these twins. Oh, my God. Ca- we were, a lot of the costume design, wardrobe, et cetera, a lot of these, like, design choices I love so much. These costumes, however... Nightmares in a fire. I did not like yeah, the way the, the twins the looked. The albino at all. smiths with their weird dreadlocks, but no. Bald and patch. I actually looked it up to see what is the race of the actors playing this because I couldn't Hugo tell. Hugo like, Weaving? No, no, no. This is the twins. Oh, okay. And that is not Hugo Weaving. Those are two like Australian fuck nobodies playing the twins. I know. I thought literally up until I saw this movie that that I was thought Hugo they, Weaving. Like, 
CGI'd his face and made it. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. But I just couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was like, are we going for like albino characters, which would maybe make sense if they have locks and like they are styled the way they are, or are these just like very pale white guys? I th- I mean, they're ultimately computer programs. And that too. And they look very old. Yeah. I didn't like the way these guys. No, were. I mean, I yeah, I, into I don't think we need to get back because like ultimately they're computer, like not ultimately. No, like, and you know, the quite whole frankly, point, inconsequential to the rest of the plot. It doesn't. They they're just henchmen. Look, they just look bad. Yeah. They, um, they, they look bad. I mean, they look scary. And when they turn into ghosts, uh, it's also a different kind of nightmare. That is cool. I did read that um, the visual like signifier of them like going invisible was inspired by jellyfish. Oh, yeah. Which I totally see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very jellyfish-like, evil jellyfish-like. That was cool. There was also, like, a few attempts at, like, very dry, what we would recognize now as, like, Marvel humor. Because I remember the first time they go invisible and Trinity says something like, well, that's new. Like, yeah. (laughs) Trinity, stop. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, You jokester. That's the closest thing she's ever made to a joke they, in our life. a few of those little like throwaway lines or whatever, which is like, you know, I guess this would work if these actors were allowed to like smile or emote yeah, in I the mean, Matrix, which they're obviously not allowed to. I mean, the dialogue is clever. Oh, uh, absolutely. And so like, yeah, it makes sense that they're like these witty one-liners, yeah. but yeah, they're not. Um, yeah, I think they work for me. Yo, yeah. I mean, I equal parts enjoy them, equal parts think they're stupid. Yeah, I, I think they're better. But than I mean, the, I, love, I think they're better than I the Marvel ones. I love this movie. I love this These are movie, less self-aware period. than the Marvel ones. Yes. So like, I, I don't eye roll at these. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, I will allow it. And again, anything yeah. out of Carrie Ann Moss's mouth, please. Yeah. The, the floor is yours. Yeah. Um. So, Neo wipes out these motherfucking guys no problem because he's fucking Neo. Yeah. Uh, we enter this car chase sequence, which is where I came in to your viewing today. Yes. And this fucking rules although i will say too long <laughs> too long as i was watching for the first time last night i literally got to a point where i was so suspended in my like healthy level of what's going to happen next movie anxiety yeah where i had been in that emotion like that mental place yeah that heightened so state that, like i actually started to get uncomfortable sure i really was like all right, when does this wrap up? Where well, are we also, going? At this like, point, I kind of got stressed watching yeah, all well, of this. Yeah, because at this point, you're two hours into the movie and you don't feel it wrapping up. And you're the, at a climax the, of the, the movie. The ticking time bomb could not be more, the stakes could be higher. All of humanity is about to die. Yeah, and you have no idea. And we what, know we're leading up to that. Yeah. And that's what we're fighting against. Yeah, we also missed the the introduction of the man, the icon, the legend, the key the key maker. Ma- maker not key master Fuck. key masters ghostbusters key i know maker. it's just in my ear now but key um, to make who has one of the best voices like he's great every decision they make about him perfect casting yeah perfect character design, i love he's perfect. he's he's down he's just a down guy he well knows. i get the sense that like he understands he understands it's like i know i know i'm gonna have to get on the back of this motorcycle he was quick to run yeah we have to ru- well because he also knows what's gonna happen but yeah. uh He's like, I'm going to get on the back of this motorcycle with Trinity. And yeah, she's going to drive like a mad great. woman. And, and generally, that actor, I think, gives a great performance in this movie. Incredible perf- Because I was going to say, when he's on the back of that motorcycle, he knows he has to do it. This is why he's down. This is why that's a down motherfucker. He is down. Because he gets on that motorcycle and his performance in that scene is like, 
He does it without hesitation. He's mostly fine, but there's a little bit of fear behind his yes. eyes of like she's. Yes, drunk. he really gives like a very nuanced, nuanced performance like he's doing, with, like, without saying a fucking thing. He's like, look, this is gonna be fine. I know what happens. Yeah. This is just what we have to do. But she is driving like a mad woman. And, I'm a and I scared. will say, we have so many times in this movie where somebody sits down with Neo and is like, the universe, as you know it, is not real, but perhaps could be. Versus when the key maker says things, it's very quick, very profound. A lot of to the line, point. Yes, I I so enjoyed when he keeps kind of reiterating towards the end of the film. That's like I have a purpose. He, yeah. I'm here to serve my purpose. I that's know what it. that purpose is. And later, spoiler: when he dies, it's like I've served my purpose. So this yeah. is the end. Like he, I re that is I, like this is where again I was kind of on this tightrope, and like at any minute I could fall off. He was one of the characters that really brought me to the yes. other end of the road. I, I appreciate a character in this movie who is ultimately expositional, but does not talk in logic puzzles. Yes. He is one of the few like NPCs of this movie. Yes. <laughs> who is yes. not talking in fucking riddles. Yes. Um, and I appreciate that. And he has a voice that rivals Lord Fishburne's. And that yes. is a testament to that actor's voice. It is golden and it is silky smooth. And yeah. I loved love him. It. Loved yeah. him. He was great. Um, what do we even say about this freeway shit? I mean, it fucking kicks ass. It, I definitely think a look, little editing, a little tighter. A little editing, you know. But we it love absolutely it. rules. We know we love a car chase on this podcast. We love a car chase. You and know I this. Did, I will say when Trinity and the Keymaker were on that motorcycle and the 18-wheeler started to come in on them, yeah. I literally thought they were going to go Go under the motor. I literally yeah, thought they were going to do yeah, that. I yeah, thought they were going to go full yeah. Toretto and go um, Yeah. It's okay that they didn't. Yeah, I do love, I mean, it's very like L.A. insider. I would not have picked up. I did not pick up that line until we watched it tonight. Point it out where they're just like, don't go on the freeway. Well, it's specifically the the 101. It's like hacking you into the 101. uh, That'll take some time. This is the most advanced freeway. Which for our non-L.A. listeners is like one of the worst freeways in L.A. Which, by the way, it's not worse than the 405. The 405 is the worst one. Dead last. We don't have to talk about this too long. 405 is dead last, but 101 is a close second. I I am a 101 purist, so I... I feel the need to defend. Sure. I mostly agree. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is It is very funny where they're like, you funny. Gotta, yeah, you, yeah, you got to hope for me. Well, the last movie, there were so many very obvious Chicago landmarks that like, yeah. I'll allow it. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I laugh where ahead. they're like, that will take you this long. Well, let's hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Which is like true. Which is truly what I say to myself <laughs> every time I am going to go to the beach. Yeah. We, like, had, we actually had a good laugh at that. Line. Yeah. Where it's just it's like, good. it's going to take you this long. Well, let's hope, hope I'm, I'm wrong. wrong. It's, it's truly me trying to go to the beach in the yeah. stamp city. Uh, uh, something about the choreography of the chase sequence here is that like, I almost like the hot potato aspect of like the key maker is with Morpheus. Now he's with Trinity yeah. and how they like pass it off and do like these, diversion techniques again i mean iconic i'm assuming this scene is like the scene that people yeah like uh, go ape shit for when they this, talk about this movie. i mean the opening and uh, i mean famously they built that highway yeah. section off of like a defunct air force yeah. base that they were like yeah have all this land yeah uh can i say something cool about this film that i learned from wikipedia quote Around 97% of the materials from the sets of the film were recycled after production was completed. For example, tons of wood were sent to Mexico to build low-income housing. Hell yeah. The Wachowskis are fucking communists. Let's talk about this. Maybe not. Uh, (laughs) But very, but 
Very cool. I don't think I've ever no. heard of another set being Very so cool. generous I, and realistic with like, well, yes. this is only going to exist for like three months and then this can go anywhere else. I really love that as a, a filmmaker myself. Um, and, and seeing the waste that happens on set, I have, Oh, it's terrible. It, it's terrible. It's terrifying. It's terrifying when you're the one that is also a little bit, I mean, mostly responsible for it yeah. as... But when you have everybody else saying, no, we can't do that because blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, there are a lot of things that happen. But, uh, a lot I, of red tape. There's a lot of red tape. Uh, it's not as easy to donate things as it should be. And um, that too. Uh, yeah. Because seriously, the wardrobe alone. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not as easy as you would think. Uh, I once did a project and I've done a lot of my own research to look into this for my own films uh, of how to maintain a sustainable set. Yeah. And it costs so much money to yeah. do that. So any move you can make that is significant, like I respect, uh, that's great. And every set should do yeah. that or figure out a way to do that that has those kind of resources and is able to. Uh, that's really cool. I really love that. No, that's why I had to, I, I that's why go, I had to read it verbatim because that actually really fucking rules. This is uh, like, yeah. Who's I can, doing that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, that's that's amazing. And it's, it's not... Um, that's another like heavy production lift. Like I, I can go on and on about the yeah. minutia of filmmaking with this uh, because it interests me, but no one else. And we can talk about this movie. Well, we can we can go on another podcast to talk about. Oh, yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can jump on movie diaries. I don't know. Which uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not making that movie, but we can jump on it. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, what what does there say about this chase? You got to watch this. Uh, shit. It's uh, fucking yeah, awesome. It's it kicks good, ass. Yeah, it's a good chase. Uh, oh, it's too long, but so it's good. So this I did think was kind of cool. And when... I'm saying it's too long as a Fast and Furious. Oh no, no, no! It's Again, every every scene in this film tighter, tighter, too tighter. Long. Yeah. Again, this is where I say Shakespeare in that way. Which again, Shakespeare could have been edited. Not against, not anything against Shakespeare. Definitely though, it's like all right. These couplets can go. I yeah. think we can just go ahead and cross that yeah. off. Yeah, they're good, but you got to kill your darlings sometimes. This whole sometime. can just yeah. throw trash. Sometimes you got to kill your darlings. We're uh, okay. Yeah. I was joking the other day that like a Shakespearean gun is a gun that gets an entire poem to itself in the first act, and then it just kind of sits there. <laughs> and like, if you remember it, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you were paying attention, but if not, yeah, it's the, don't it's, worry about it. It's the opposite of Chekhov's gun. It does get introduced, but it doesn't do much. Oh, we'll sing a whole fucking song and dance about it. Yeah. But like, don't don't think it's ever going to be important. Don't, yeah, don't sweat about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing about Shakespeare, man. Oh, my God. Because I was thinking again, like this is a Shakespearean. <laughs> Shakespeare also loves to have just some random fucking guy come on stage at the end of the play. And like and wrap then it someone, up. And then someone on stage be like, father. And it's like, wait, fuck off. Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. This is a stranger. This actor's been sitting backstage for three hours at this fucking yeah. point. And now all of a sudden we have to give a shit, know his name. Yeah. Now he's going to kiss my ass. Right. Now he's going to wrap up the play for us. Quite literally. Yeah. But I digress. Neo <laughs> got stuck on a mountain some fuck all because yeah. this Frenchman also has the ability to like open up these back Transport channels people, yeah. and like boot his ass to like another yeah. program or some shit. Yeah. But because Neo can fly. Don't matter. No problem. Also joining the fight, Jada Pinkett Smith. Love her in this movie. She, oh, and that is a costume. She looks Talk cool. Talk about a fucking wardrobe. She looks cool they as did shit. not miss a beat with her look anytime i cheer every time she comes on camera very inspired by who is still relevant very relevant this time scary spice yeah like mel b yeah uh <laughs> love that so confidently well because it's mel c or mel b there's a huge difference one is sporty spice one is scary spice yeah i think 
Mel B is scary. Because you are famously a scary and I am famously a sporty. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize we were. Who you were talking to. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, for a Spice Girl podcast. Oh, don't tempt me, please. <laughs> um, so she shows up to the fight. A little backstory on her. Obviously, she's got a thing for Larry Fishburne. Yeah. And don't we all? Who doesn't? But I think she's with the and other that guy who's kind suit? of being the foil. And that Joker suit? Oh, yes. Morpheus is looking absolutely sharp as fuck. And here's the problem with how good he looks. It inspired a bunch of uh, dudes to think that they could pull that off, too. And you cannot. Oh, um, we talked about this last episode, but like literally the worst people got the worst ideas, ideas from fashion this Fashion ideas from this movie. Only these people can pull it off. Don't I mean, try I mean, this. Even like the Don't. red pill of it all. It's yeah. like, you stupid fucking idiot. Asshole. Yeah. Fox. Truly, this the movie- red pill is estrogen. You stupid ass. What does that have to do with being a man? Truly, there should be a disclaimer before these movies that says, "Don't try this at home, kids." Truly. Like it, there should be one of those because Truly. any idea that well, people the neo got- like. Not even waistcoat, but like the full length coat that looks yeah. fucking awesome on Keanu Reeves. No one else. You'll look None. like a you look like a Catholic priest. Yes, you look like a Catholic priest, and it is not cool. Those sunglasses, they don't look cool. No, they do not. Although I do have a pair of Matrix sunglasses that like, I I've, wish I could wear in public. They are pretty cool. Anyway, but I can't wear them in public. I'll report, I have, I'll report back on this. I'll, I'll post a photo. Well, I'll, I'll have a fucking poll. And everyone's gonna be like, no, this looks really cool. Of course they will. <laughs> um, so we wrap out this chase. We got the gang all together. We have like another meeting inside the Matrix, which again, I'm like, isn't this a sensitive place to be talking? But I guess when the real world is being actively attacked yeah. by sentinels, it is a little bit like, well, there's nowhere safe. Well, it's also like the empty matrix. Yeah, that is true. It's not the it's not the populated. It's not the right. running one. It's right. So we have this meeting where again the keymaster yeah. says things that are awesome, and I love what he says. Great. Morpheus speech. has another monologue, which again, cut. Let's like wrap it up here. But I will say I do like, and this is Lawrence Fishburne. When he when uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is like, how can we know that you're wrong? And he goes, well, then we'll all be dead by tomorrow. But why would that be different from the day the other day? Like, ooh, yeah. But this is the point of the movie where I really started to be like, no, this is good actually, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. I mean, here's the problem with this movie: it sucks me in at the end. <laughs> I really gets me going in the end, and yeah. I and well, I, also because the end is where they're doing what I would want this movie to do from the beginning, which yes. is just explore the rules that you have already set up without trying yes. to add more thought experiments that don't hold water. Just show me how to play in this universe. Yeah. Just play in the universe you built. Play in the sandbox. Like, don't try to add more layers into this. Yeah, I don't need nine hours of philosophy to understand the Matrix I'm in. If I'm already watching this, I'm already right. in. I already- You can add new things. Like the, the, and that's what ultimately ends up mattering is the Agent Smith dynamic of like, okay, so- Within this rule, if a if a human can be free, now a computer can be free. Yes. And what does that mean if now the computer is, if essentially AI is fighting humans? Yes. Yeah. So, ju- yeah. So yeah, just so- explore that. And that's where this movie becomes cool and then sucks you in. And when you watch it and you're like, okay, I'm going to tune in for yeah, the third one Yeah, because even though this Morpheus bit, again, could definitely be tightened. I just like what he has to say about like, we've been fighting this war forever like we may as well carpe diem, you know, like we yeah. may as well take our opportunity because if we don't know, we'll never know. And, and this, this is our last chance. To right. Know for and sure. this is also Morpheus 
the zealot now. It is. It's pre. It's it, preaching. It, well, he's preaching, but he's also preaching the other side because now he's in, embracing. I mean, kind of, he's embracing free will a little bit. He's embracing the unknown. He's embracing that idea of like, well, we have to pick one or the other, and either choice pretty much now under this philosophy is the same. So let's fight for ourselves. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna literally compare it to the Bible because I don't want to lose I'm, people in this. But I, mean, I will. But there, it is like but a I little bit of an, genuinely as everything is. It's a little bit of an allegory. Oh, of course, of course. But I will compare it to quite a bit actually. If I can maybe have a frame of reference that's more accessible, it is similar to Jesus Christ Superstar. How Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> really explores the idea that like Jesus in his lifetime was under all the pressure in the world right. because everyone had heard of a Messiah and it's like, okay, but like, dude, are you going to do anything with that? Yeah. And like how many people he disappointed by him because yeah. it was like, you know, well, I'm not really seeing what we're supposed to see here. Right. And it's like in this moment, that's where I was kind of like, Oh fuck dude. Like this has got to be, a moment for Neo where it's like, yes, we've, I mean, people were giving him fucking like sacrifices earlier. I mean, he's obviously the, the Christ metaphor is very clear with the one right. Neo, the chosen one, et cetera. But like, I think it's very interesting to focus on like the pressure of that and like the fragility of faith and belief. And it is as simple as asking the question, what if you're wrong? Right. Well, and then also, you know, what decisions are your own yes, at that point. Yes, choice is an illusion. Right. Uh, yeah, so, and if you know that, how do you continue to make choices? Because that is just like, you know, yeah. whether you are fighting a robot war or just going to work in the morning, like, doesn't matter, you're oppressed form, and you're, your choices well, are made by the you, people You still have yeah. choices to make almost at every turn in the day. So, how, like, if you but know that- how significant that, are those choices really? Exactly, and if, if every single choice you make is weighted as life or death, and you know that, and the the fate of the world hinges on like whether you go left or right. How do you choose how to go left or right? So, because also while the scene is happening, we get kind of a cut to the Nebuchadnezzar, and we see Neo tell Trinity, "Stay out of this. Like if you can just only do one thing, right? For me because one he knows time. this is where she will die. Yes, this is go, where he's to go seen back. The, the Oracle even tells Neo, like you already know what is going to happen. It's now a choice of how you're going to accept that." Right, yeah. She basically says, like, Trinity's going to die, period. You now have to learn in between now and right. then how are you going to live with that truth, Right, Trinity is, is going to die, and it's going to be because of you, and you're just going to have to and fucking see, deal. this, like, everything leading up to this climax, this is when I was really like, okay, I'm not walking on a tightrope anymore. I'm still on a very thin line, but I'm running full force to the end. Like, I am now yeah. secure <laughs> on my footing in this film. Yeah, so now they have to do this weird plan where he gets to the sword. And I love a heist, and this gets kind of heisty. It gets heisty. I wish they spent more because it feels shoehorned in, and I'm sure it would be cool. If, I can't. If ugh. they had tightened up some of the earlier shit and outright cut that Agent Smith fight down like 10 minutes we could have had so much more interesting things happening with this. Yes. But I'm not, by this point, I'm not mad that we're kind of clipping along at this point because uh, yeah, that I, tightness is like, okay, this I, is what I, I needed wish to see. I wish this happened earlier in the sure. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they have to knock down the power grid at the same time as they- They knock down the backup power grid. The backup, the, well, the power grid, and then they find out the backup power grid. Uh runs because they knocked out the power and they're like oh no the backup because well, those people got absolutely sniped right in the real world yes which also i thought this was such a cool choice 
Like what a high stakes moment that like, yeah. yes, when you die in the real life, you're obviously dead in the matrix. Yeah. I oh, mean, that, I, that's from the first movie. I know. But like when this happened in this film, I like kind of, I was like, Oh my God. Like I truly felt well, yeah. the, the, you, you, the impact you of like, yeah. Oh shit. What well, are we going to do now? Yeah. You remember that rule from the first. Yeah. And it becomes more. I'm just seeing in this film, I really was like on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, the heist is a little convoluted. Oh, they have to rush through the heist. No, because you know what? It's very similar to Ocean's Eleven where it has to be everything happening at the same time. Yeah, but can you explain what they're doing? Yes, I can. What do they do? Uh, they have to knock out the main power source, which will knock out the grid. Right. Which is what they do when they blow up the power plant. Yes. Simultaneously, they also have to knock out the emergency backup power in this building because they have a fail safe where when the power goes out and on right. grid, they have an emergency generator. Right. So at the same time as the power grid being shut down, the emergency generator also has to be shut down and then they can open the door to get into the back channel and escape the back channel because if any of that happens when any power is on, they're going to be fucking fried. So when the emergency backup people on the grid on the lower level all get knocked out and Trinity has to come in and do that shit, it is because literally... Should they not get that backup generator destroyed, the power is actively on and they are going to die a thousand deaths. Right. Okay. I think this is very clear personally. Yeah, I guess. Maybe I was just a little checked out on the exposition. See? Well, it's just like in a hurricane. Like, I you, mean, yeah. If the power goes out, no, you get a backup I, generator. No, I understand how generators and power okay. works, but it's just like to what end? So but I also thought... Great way to get Trinity in. Because yeah. she has to. Now, like, there's literally no other yeah, choice. She, yeah. She uh, has to. She does. She can't say it if she wants to. So, yeah. And then she gets uh, fought and shot up a bunch. Um, She kind of gets her ass beat a little bit by that one agent, which, I'm sorry, she literally killed an agent in the first Matrix yeah, movie, I, which, a little continuity plot hole in this. In the first Matrix movie, they say that the one is basically the only one who can kill an agent. Mm -hmm. But Trinity definitely kills an agent. And I know this is a talking point of these films that like, is Trinity not the one really? But she's not allowed to be the one because she's a woman. Yes. Which is, is a trope we see all the time in films where it's yeah. like, actually, the woman in this story is like the most capable Hermione Granger. Like, right. She knows more she's than- She's actually the one yeah. that is like doing kind of the legwork here. She knows more than But because everybody. she's not yeah. chosen. Right. She's she's not the she's special boy. the girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's done. But it, yeah, but Trinity gets her ass kicked by this agent, which I was but, a little bit and like- And she oh. also is the one who saves the world by going into the system yes. and knocking out the bag. Like, so, so while that's happening, uh, Neo the, gets the into the- The master gets us in- we're in kind of like this. The mainframe. Yes. We have all the Agent Smiths max. Now, all the Smiths in this scene, I think it'd be more impactful. We keep the Smiths in that first scene, maybe to like 10 of them. Mm -hmm. And then in this moment, that's when we bring them all out. I think that would have been more impactful. Sure. It would have probably been an easier pill to swallow because also this is very bright, you know, just like undefined, nondescript area. I think it would just have been more effective if we had saved all the Smiths coming in for this moment versus I agree with that. blowing them in that brawl earlier. Yeah. Uh, but they fight these guys. They get through the door. Keymaster is killed in it, which yes. also 
gasp. I did not see that coming truly. Yeah, but he opens the door for them. But again, something so nice about the fact that he's like, this was my purpose. Can you can you clarify? Oh, please. Uh, for <clears throat> all of us. I've seen this once. <clears throat> uh, yeah, because I wonder if you can clarify. Um, the door isn't just to get them out of the Matrix. The no. door is to get Neo in, well, I guess to like stop the Sentinels. So the key master says there are two doors. Right. Morpheus, that is the door home. I'm assuming we don't see that door, but I'm assuming behind that door, there's is an empty room with a phone. Right. And that will get him to Zion. Right. Uh, or just back to the ship. Yeah. The other door is the door that only Neo can go through because he's the one. Right. What is behind that door? The source, the architect. Right. Moments ago, I watched this movie. Oh, you literally don't remember. I literally don't remember. Okay, you probably don't remember because it's very much filmed like a video game where he goes to the door, turns the key, the door turns into a light, and then we right. almost render right. and that's like, a yeah, whole new He sees room. the light and he can't it imagine kind of, what's... Right. It's, yeah, it and switches he, to that universe. Right. And, and he, then we zoom out where the yes. TV screens. Which Yeah, that's why I, I, I forget that transition just happens. Which, um, yes, I... Fair question. I also... Um, in that scene, I did think, oh, like in Scary Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like my visual reference. I also forget, because it does kind of just happen. Like they talk about he can't see past that moment. Yeah. He can't fathom what that moment is. Therefore, he can't see past it. Mm. Um, and so it kind of just happens. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's skip ahead because we're, uh, this is, we're already an hour and a half. I in. know, because yeah. I'm so in love with this film. So we have this scene with the architect, which again, tighter, but I, really like this scene and for me this is when i really was like no this is good actually no i would have been fine with this scene if the whole movie was tighter and this was just scooted up about half an hour to 45 minutes i have not seen the third have you seen the third one yes okay i've not again very similar don't remember it that well okay i have not seen the third one so i might be predicting here a little bit but i actually have a theory that in this conversation the architect explains the beginning of the matrix, which like, okay, tight, tight, tight. Let's tighten this up. But then he gets to a point where he says, there's been many iterations of right. in the past. So this is a simulation six time around. Yes. And when the one this comes to this point. And I also really think this is an interesting part of the movie that I wish lo- happened I while it still it. had a little bit more of my attention. Uh, yeah. So this is where I'm really going to go off. So we learn that basically when the one gets to this point, the, all of Zion restarts. The one gets to choose 23 people, 16 women. Yeah. 16 men. Not 16 men. Because that's 16 and 16 is not 23. Yep. <laughs> it's 16 women and I think seven men. I'm not going to do this fucking math. Yeah. Anyway, you get to I choose. I forgot it was 23. You, you basically. Well, I remember because that's the DNA sequence. <sighs> 23. You have 23 of those. 23 and me chromosomes yes i don't know the name but i do know it is 23 chromosome uh interesting and then interesting that there's more females than males for repopulation interesting uh so basically we get to this point what i am going to say is that maybe neo is not the one in terms of the binary one who is going to reset this matrix but maybe he is the one lowercase o the one who is going to ultimately liberate all human beings from this matrix because the architect is talking about the one as being an anonymous anomaly. anomaly. Yeah. 
An anemone. Anomaly of the code. But Neo is human. And we know he is human, especially in this scene, because he ultimately chooses love, Mm -hmm. which is not an emotion that That a machine could even replicate, even get close to. Do you want me to say anything? Well, I was just going to wrap up by saying, what if we are setting, what if Neo is not the one that's been like prophesized and wax poetic and the Oracle is whatever? What if this is like something entirely different? Okay, now I'm excited for you to see the third movie. Um, I'm afraid, I'm kind of afraid that it's not going to go anywhere in the third film and I'm going to be like... I mean, a little bit, but... uh, (laughs) But this to me, when I was really like, oh my God, dude, he's not just like the one. No, he literally is going, he is the liberator of all right. these people as he's already liberated I mean, the machine itself with Mr. Smith. That is that is I mean precisely what they are alluding to in that scene. I don't I don't think that like that is he is an anomaly. He is also I mean we know he is not code. It's just yeah. this computer has to think of everybody as code. Right. Cuz the architect is also a computer program so they really have no like they can't understand a human's uh, motivation. No, there are just some things right. that they can so, so they Yeah, so they also see, they know Neo's. Ethos, pathos, logos. Right. And so Neo runs through the door, he runs through the love door, but he also oh. saves the day still. Like he, because again, this computer is. Yes. Neo's on a galaxy brain and, and the computer's yes, not there that's yet. That's exactly it. Neo is using his fucking galaxy brain. And I like that Neo is like bullshit. And he says the thing like, oh, well, denial is such a simple human emotion. But like, Denial is what we have. Like, think about. I mean, deni- think, think yeah. about like in your own relationship to your computer. If you said yes to every single fucking thing your computer recommended, yeah. that'd be hell. Yeah, you'd have a virus. That's for, I mean, minimum your computer be all I'd of be, your privacy and, and I'd information. I'd be subscribed to so many emails. You you would be. You know, I mean, we're already trapped in this where we've just said yes yeah. to well, things that we shouldn't have said yes to years also, ago. Yeah, Facebook. I mean, denial is the whole point of the deviant program or like what they're talking about. I think it like what makes us human. Yes. I mean, yeah, because denial is ultimately a questioning of the system. Yeah. It's a doubt. It's a questioning of the system. So yeah, in that moment, he like questions the program and says, I don't think you're right about this. Deny, quit program, run through love door, uh, (sighs) save my girlfriend by just diving hand deep into her binary. Well, because it's like, Trinity's going to die either way. Correct. So even if he goes to choose to save Zion, like Trinity is going to die. Yeah. So you may as well try to say like, you know, I I, normally when these kind of ultimatums happen in films, I'm just like sick because the obvious choice is to save humanity. Of course. Like you're going to really throw it all away for one fucking person. But in this case, I really was the whole time like Neo go to Trinity. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. It is the one movie that does. I mean, it's it's that uh, classic experience, uh, the classic thought experiment of like pull the lever to run over one person or. Yeah. But in this yeah. case, the the lever, you know, the person on yes. the track. It's yeah. not a, just a fucking stranger. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the uh, like in that thought experiment. They then like you say, Which, by the way, can I say the first time someone asked me that question? I said I would throw myself in front of the train. Is that not the obvious answer? That's like the hero's answer. That's the Gryffindor answer. I don't know. It just seems like literally logical. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the next part, though, like you say the one person, the next part, the next question, the follow-up is, okay, now that, that person's your mother, like... Oh, yeah. well, and those anyway. And those five people are Hitler, like, that is... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh... uh so so he goes to the door to save Trinity. And I actually do have a very vague memory of seeing this part of the movie when my roommate was watching it one time. Like I just walked in and she was watching this movie. And I remember she said, and I had no context. She goes, look, Neo is literally destroying all of humanity to save the woman he loves. And I was like, okay. But actually the shot of him flying with all like the cars rolling behind him. Yeah. It really like affected me. I was like, yeah. oh my God, no, this, I'm like, I have bought into no, this love story I mean, that, like, I otherwise thought was a little bit ham-fisted. You also are pointing out, you asked, like, what the iconic the iconic scene from this movie is. And it is this rooftop it's scene. Got, I mean, it's got to be. It's so good. It, it is a scene. And I, lo- I loved how it happened. She does die. But it's like, no, he is the one. He, yeah. She does not have to die. I am going to liberate human life from this fucking machine. And, like, reaches... Ugh. I'm. I Start, love it. Starts her heart with I his hand. I love it. Yeah. It's fuck. That's fucking sick. It's that cool. is fucking sick. Again, if this movie was shorter, the end is good. Oh my god. Sure. Sure. But I will stomach some of the fat for. This yeah. See, delicious. It, 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 do, it doesn't me. pay off enough for me i think it's because i because i wish they had more time i think if they had more again time. i can't really like defend this movie but i really did enjoy you know i'm not su- flick. i'm not surprised about that i do I love this if, if we can take a quick uh sidetrack into bridget's uh random side point corner okay. of this podcast um so when they all go back to zion we have Link, one of the brothers of Tank and uh, Dozer. Yes. Uh, who has joined the Nebuchadnezzar. He's also very sweet. I think he I also love gets him. a great performance in this Great film. family. Those boys, good boys. Awesome. All good boys uh, of that family. Uh, and he goes back to his wife, who's waiting for him in Zion. And he opens the door, like, ready to fuck his wife. Yes. And I, what I want to point out is he's, he yells, where's my... P- there's a P sound. Yeah. And, and then he notices there are kids there. So he he doesn't finish his sentence. So what I want to point out is he was going to open the door, I guess, and say, where's my pussy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was his opening line. And here's the thing. I could give it a pass if it's like a 50 sitcom where calling a woman like a pussycat was like kind of like a funny thing to say. What? That's an insane thing to say. That's I not- seen like an old Nick at Night. Shit no, 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 no. I know. I yeah, but not that. I understand not now. Not now, and not yeah. Where's my pussy? Yeah. Like as he's like that is an insane. I mean, correct me. I don't know if there was. No, a- no, no. I'm glad you said that because that was also like, wait, what, what was he about to say? Like, what is he saying? What is that the word he was going to say? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I think my closed captioning did give me pussy. <laughs> like, I think it literally did read pussy. That's fair. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it just gave me a P dash, uh, yes. which is insane. But that's just Bridget's little sidetrack corner. No, no, no. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that was also like, wait, that, what the fuck? What were you saying? Yeah. What did the children stop you from saying? Because I don't think just children should have stopped you. That's a weird <laughs> thing to say. Just a bad thing to say, period. That's just a weird thing to say. Um, Hi, wife, I haven't seen, and it seems like six months. Yeah, although interesting, uh, his like wife, girlfriend, whoever, gives him a cross necklace, which does... 
Is it a crow? We don't really see it. Oh, I, I just, you know what I'm thinking? Don Toretto. I thought it was like a. Yeah, it's just a gold chain. I just see a chain. I just. I think it's, it's just like a superstition, okay. superstitious talisman. Because he's like, I don't believe in that stuff. I mean, it could like you could see it as a cross, but I don't think they ever show. Uh, oh, for some reason, I thought it was a little cross, and I was like, okay, so Christianity is no, survived, it, it was but no, it, that can't be right. They don't show a pendant or anything. It's just a chain. No, if that was a reality, then you know without a shadow of a doubt that Christianity is false. <laughs> like at that point, you know all religion is fake. Yeah. Uh, uh, but so the film wraps up. Oh my God. Such a great way to end the movie. Holy shit. Yeah. They wrap up. The Nebuchadnezzar is destroyed. Oh, and yeah. this is where we get like a little taste, I guess, of things to come because Neon is able to kill the Sentinels. Neo. Who did I say? Neon. Oh, Neo <laughs> is able to kill the Sentinels like Palpatine style with yeah, his brain just and shit. Him. Which yeah. again, he's like something This different. idea of liberation. Like he is right. not just the one in the Matrix, he is literally the one. Period. Right. He he's like something's different. I can feel them. He sticks his hand out as they're as they're so like attacking good. the gap. Oh my god! And so he good. yeah, I love so, that Jedi shit. So he can kill him with his mind now. And then we get back to a ship that saves them, and then we have this conversation about oh yeah, well there was one person who fucked up the mission. We have him on board. Dun dun dun! It's Agent Smith. Yeah. Dope. To be concluded. To be continued, which you did not expect. I didn't, I know I, that I was saying that to Bridget. I did not know this was a part one, part two. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a great way to end the movie. I, it is. But there, when the Sentinel started to attack, I did have a feeling of like, okay, how much fucking more is this movie going to be? Like, yeah, we're, we're done. We gotta it, be done. Yeah. It, it, again, it's just because this movie is too long. Yeah. Also Morpheus does have that line. That's like, I dreamed a dream. And now that dream has come to yeah. an end. This isn't the Millennium Falcon. Like, yep. what is the emotional tie to the Nebuchadnezzar? Like, yeah, it's, it's not a RIP little- that ship, but it's not the Enterprise when that was destroyed. It was like, oh my god. Yeah, no, we see a million ships that look like it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, in it's like kind of a piece of shit. There's like no feeling of like home in there. I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I thought g- that was like okay, I mean, they, Morpheus, they, they wrap try, it up. They try to set it up, but it's not. It, they don't do it well enough to no. make it a good moment. And they also show a million ships that look like it. Like the Millennium Falcon is a special ship because it's like it's, a, nothing looks like that. Because nothing looks like that. Uh, I will say like Zion and like the general wardrobe in Zion was very uh, Star Trek. Yeah. I like like so much. Everything that happens in Zion could independently be its own Star Trek episode because that is so much of Star Trek is like talking to people yes. about different things. Different ideas. And then maybe yeah. having like an action sequence, but it is an awful lot it's of just like people I, having meetings. People talking about it is, large ideas. It is ideas. a workplace drama, yeah. Star Trek is. It, it really is. It's just people talking about lofty ideas yeah. in the office. Um, but yeah, uh, my point still stands. I think, again... This would have been a better movie if it was more like its la- yeah, it needs latter to be half. Yeah, up for sure. Um, I I think it does its best in the latter half because it just starts playing in the universe it sets up and not it's not uh, packing on ideas that are yeah, it's not kicking a can around for a long time before it knows the direction. That exactly, the can is gonna exactly. Go. Yeah. And by and I think it for me it faults and that's why like you see me be a little fuzzy on this movie because I'm a little by that time by the time it gets interesting i'm kind of checked out yeah uh of this movie and that's like the big failure of this movie uh ultimately it's and it's why i still saw the third one uh and again do not remember it that well uh because it ends in an interesting way and i was like well i gotta tune in for the next one but yeah um, no i'm hyped to see the next film i had no idea they had this i'm not that surprised that you're into this 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I think more than anything, I don't know where I got the impression that this movie sucked so fucking bad. I mean, that is a general, like, it, they're really not as good as the first. The first well, is no, I head mean, and shoulders. Is... The first is a good film. The rest are just like movies that do too much with the canon. Yeah, for me. but it, I will it becomes say, like yeah. not a piece of cinema at that point. And well, I think again, that's why when I they like... also were doing a simultaneous animated series, and then the video game also has like very serious canon that actually affects the films. Uh, it's just like you kind of just get lost in the, the sauce. I mean, yeah, I feel like these movies are a classic case of like the two and three. It feels like a little bit of a sellout. <laughs> Well, I think this is very early 2000s, dare I say, post 9-11 America, where yeah. we are just like so insular into rebuilding like our economic, like like anything we can do to become number one again. Yeah. And like so how, how yeah. that affected the entertainment industry, I think we saw a real boon of like the video game tie-in, the yeah. book tie-in, yes. keyword tie-in yeah because every movie that came out had a video game attached I mean, to yeah, it and it was just like how big can franchises and capitalism yes and get? i think the wachowskis share the george lucas instinct which is every medium that i can tell a story and i'm going to use which is not necessarily a bad instinct no but, but as does- a piece of film it is a little bit like are like we need a little bit more attention on the filmmaking aspect of that if you're yes. going to be telling a complete story then you right. expect us to understand within the confines of a trilogy. Yeah, you need to make the film... Well, and I think, yeah, stand on its own merits. Yes. You need to make the film a separate thing and not pay fan service to every single thing that you're doing within the universe. Some things just need to be separate and good on their own. Yeah. Um, And I think this does a little too much world world building and theorizing that that is ultimately unnecessary for the more interesting parts of this movie to flourish. Yes. Um... But that being said, and love this movie. I am not surprised by this reaction one bit. When really I do love this movie. when I was telling you that I did not like two and three as much, I said that like kind of biting my tongue because I knew it was kind of where we deviate on our views of, of franchise movies. Oh yeah, I, I I am willing to forgive a lot of things. Yeah, I yeah I can't help but see where this movie sells out. Sure, I get it. Um, and where, you know, the things that I really like about the first one are the same things that I think make this one not good. Yeah. It's um, like, like I said, it's like we took the steering wheel and we turned onto a different street entirely. Right. And I think if, and you know, the difference be, and like why I like the Fast and Furious is because it doesn't try to do this and it just like has fun with the world it has yes. created. Uh, instead of like trying to keep, I mean, they keep adding that they're bigger and better superheroes, but there's no like, we don't have to sit. But at the end of the day, no matter what the problem is, it's going to be solved by cars. Right. And we don't have to sit in these long scenes of exposition about it. We just can like, we just see it happen. Except that cars and these people who drive them well are superheroes and can do anything. And I think when this movie is fun, it's like, yeah, here, here's the sandbox. Let's play yes. instead of let's add more sand. Yes. I um, will agree with you on that. Um, but again, yeah. uh, not without criticism, this film, but I did thoroughly 
And yeah, and now in motion the, picture. And with that being said, I'm excited for you to see the next one. I, I'm truly excited to watch it. Uh, yeah. So now that can't this, wait to see where it goes. It's gonna happen. I know. Uh, I will not tell you. Uh, and I can't really because I only remember the main takeaways and not the uh, details of the again. Story. Even though this movie was obviously like a huge movie when it came out. Like even my child brain, it's like I pretty much only the Mad Magazine comic about it. Like that's, sure, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Now that this podcast has gone on forever, Sarah, do you want to do your thing where you tell uh, people, yes. uh, you know, Speaking how they can support out, us? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we are on Twitter. Bridget is at Bridget Tweets. Oh, three, I could have Three that. T's. Three T's in a row, baby. Bridget Tweets. Uh, which is almost as bad as me having a fucking underscore in my goddamn app, but it's SK underscore Griffith. Uh, you can follow all of our podcasts on the Small Beans Network. Uh, we are supported by our patrons. You can become a patron if you like the shows. You listen to a lot of them. You can kick $3 our way every month. That'd be really cool. You get a lot of exclusive features, um, some early drops. But if you can't, that's also fine. Thanks for yeah. listening. is great. Rating, reviewing, and subscribing is also great. Telling your Even friends. Even better. Even, oh, yeah. It's also cool to do. Yeah. Uh, um, we appreciate you yeah, listening. We Thank appreciate you, for, uh, you. Yeah, you got to the end of this very long episode, and oh, we yeah. love you for that. That's incredible. Uh, we don't understand it, but we really love it and appreciate it. Shout out. Uh, yeah, Thanks for anyway. letting us do this. Uh, you're all great, and we'll be back on uh, our third installment. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. This has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash small beans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash small beans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monsters beans if you enjoyed this content module please like rate subscribe or tell a friend about us we love you <laughs>